The Art of Happiness by Dalai Lama One Sentence Summary The Art of Happiness is the result of a psychiatrist interviewing the Dalai Lama on how he personally achieved inner peace, calmness and happiness. My favorite quote from the author is My religion is very simple. My religion is kindness. Dalai Lama Yesterday morning at 7 a.m. my uncle died. He went to the toilet, back to bed, fell asleep and just never woke up again. He was 52 years old. Last year he had lost 60 pounds and was in the best shape of his life. Seneca said, life is long if you know how to use it. But sometimes life truly is short. I think he used his life well. Nevertheless, if you've ever faced such pain in your own life, you know that you instantly start to search meaning in it. My search led me to The Art of Happiness, a book based on psychiatrist Howard C. Cutler interviewing the 14th Dalai Lama about happiness. Here are three things I learned. 1. You don't have to be religious to be spiritual. 2. The only constant thing is change. 3. Know your limits. Let's examine them a bit further. The Art of Happiness Lesson 1. You don't have to be religious to be spiritual. This answers the question, can I have a spiritual practice if I'm not religious? My uncle's body will be cremated. Do you know how long the Wikipedia article for cremation is? It's a widely spread religious practice used in many cultures, western or eastern. I don't know much about it. No one in my family is very religious. Some of us are even atheists. But that doesn't mean we can't be spiritual. The Dalai Lama says it doesn't matter which religion you belong to, or whether you belong to any, for that matter. He believes in basic spirituality, being compassionate, a good person, and caring for one another. I spent a lot of time thinking yesterday. I took a long walk with my roommate, and we talked about life. My mom called, and I spoke to my cousin as well. We each have our own way of dealing with suffering, and none of them are right or wrong. To me, being spiritual means seeing the bigger picture, understanding that there is a meaning behind everything and learning from both good and bad events. Only then can I take what I learned and use it for both my own and the greater good. Ask yourself, what does being spiritual mean to you? And then don't let anyone tell you you're wrong. The Art of Happiness, Lesson 2 The only constant thing is change. This answers the question, how can we embrace change? When asked about suffering, the Dalai Lama shares a big mistake we Westerners make, thinking it's unnatural. Suffering is a part of life, he says. But by rejecting that, we make ourselves into victims and start assigning blame when there really is none to be assigned. The only constant thing is change. As contradictory as it may sound, it means we have to learn to let go. Resistance to change leads to suffering. As a matter of fact, it is the root cause of suffering. Once you accept the change, you can openly address it, find the meaning in it and learn from it. You can bitch and moan about slamming your car door and hurting your hand, 
yell at the cashier for being too slow, or cry for hours after a loved one dies. But the second you accept the change, that's when progress happens. It's when you calm down and turn the situation around. And that's the path to happiness. The Art of Happiness, Lesson 3. Know Your Limits. This answers the question, how can we become more self-aware? There are a lot of different approaches to building confidence, most of them based on challenging yourself. The Dalai Lama has a great alternative point of view here. He says to know your limits. Be honest with yourself and others about what you can and cannot do. If you're okay with not knowing everything, then you can openly admit it and won't feel like a fraud. So rather than building confidence from the outside, build confidence from the inside by allowing yourself to be honest. And if you don't understand something, try this. Say, I don't understand. People will explain again. Being okay with your limits, however, means knowing what they are in advance, and that requires self-awareness. So do an audit on yourself. What are you really good at? What do you suck at? Go all in on those strengths and be honest with yourself and the world around you. My personal takeaways from the Art of Happiness for 2017. This is a very special, very, I don't want to say awkward, but strange post for me to read out loud because I wrote it in such a strange state. It was January 22nd, 2016. It was one day after my uncle died. And what I would like to read to you is the personal takeaways I wrote down back then, because there are two in there that are still as important and as true to me today as they were when I wrote them. It's a short passage. I'll read it to you. It takes a while to process when a loved one dies. I know I haven't fully grasped it yet, but I'm not going to fight it. Instead, I'm taking two major lessons from my uncle's premature death. One, stop doing shit you hate. There is no reason to do work you don't like. None. Two, spend time with family and friends because you never know how much you're gonna get. I don't think it's a coincidence that he stopped by our house the day before he died and talked with my mom about not doing things we don't like. If anything, it's a confirmation for me to keep writing, coaching, freelancing and doing work I enjoy until everything comes together in the big picture. I'm really grateful for this lesson and for the Dalai Lama's wisdom, but I will still miss my uncle. Rest in peace. This is still very true to me today. Um, and the funny thing is, about the first lesson, stop doing shit you hate, I've exactly done that. I've kept writing, coaching, freelancing, and now I'm doing a whole bunch of other things I could never have imagined a year ago. And as in the other lesson, change is the only constant thing. My work keeps changing, but I find that as I keep doing things I love and trying more new things I think I will love and doubling down on, the th on those things where I find out I do love them, my work keeps changing, but I also keep finding new things I'm loving. And I'm getting closer to the point where I 
it will eventually make enough money to do only work I love. So, but the realization to stop doing things I don't like had to come first. And so really, this this sort of refusal to do work I don't like was one of the foundational parts of me getting to the point where I'm able to do lots of work I like. So I think that's a that's a big mental shift. And I hope this sort of lesson can at least help you understand that a bit better. Um, and... And I've even I've even seen it from the feedback I'm I'm getting from other people because, for example, my dad when it was my 26th birthday in February this year 2017, my dad sent me a quote for for my birthday. He said, uh, "I thought it was very accurate, very fitting." It's from Hermann Hesse, a German uh, writer poet, and it says, "Stay like you are and change every day." And so so to him, I'm obviously changing a lot. And he sees that. He notices that, that I'm changing a lot and that I'm doing so many different things. And he realized that and he's, he sees that. And now that I'm starting to make some money from it too, and it seems like it's all going to work out in a few years down the line, um, he can really see the value in that and the point in that. And um, that was funny to me how that just fell together with the other lesson. And the other thing, the other, the second lesson I learned from when my uncle died. And by the way, I learned these two lessons because I had to, I was coaching during that time, a lot of people. And I wrote to them, sorry, I have to take some time off. My uncle died. I got to process this. And I did, but I kept writing with these people in between. And I just shared stories about my uncle and what he did for, for his work. He was a carpenter and how he never did things he didn't like, and so on and so forth. And they all agreed, oh, thank you for sharing this with me. It's so precious, and, and so on and so forth. And that's really when these two lessons formed. So ironically, the mechanism I used to escape from this tragedy was the thing that allowed me to learn something something from it. So the second lesson, spend time with family and friends. Um, obviously, that's not always possible. I'm ho- I'm away from home a lot. So I only go home, say, once every two months or so for a few days. Um, so I'm not seeing my family all that often. Sometimes they come visit. But we do stay in touch every single day. I post to my Instagram story like a crazy person because I know that's, that lets me connect with them, that keeps them updated, that lets them know I'm safe, what I'm doing. I message them every single day. I tell them I love them a lot. And that's really important to me. So... However little family or friends or close friends or really good friends you have, stay in touch with them. Let them know you appreciate them. And um, don't take them for granted because you never know how long they're going to be around. I hope that's been valuable. And I hope the next summary is a little bit more upbeat again. (laughs) See you in the next one.